On today's episode, we're talking about content creation, and my guest is Kim Doyle of the Content Creators Planner, which I've just bought and I'm using and having a great time with. So listen in, there's a lot of good stuff to come. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information, and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. As ever, I am truly delighted to be back with you. We're talking about content creation today and content creation strategies and scheduling and editorial calendars. The reason being is that I'm doing a course at the moment. I'm doing a course on how to create the best membership site ever, which will be launched to you guys in um, not until September, in fact, because it's going to be absolutely amazing when it is launched. And within that course, one of the things we do is to create a year's worth of content. And I have been talking about content and book, book direct for a long, long time. And because in order for you to get seen as an independent website, you have to have content on there. You have to post it regularly and you have to be able to you have to have something to drive people to your site from social media. And content comes in a whole range of forms. It could be video, it could be audio, it could be short form blog posts, it could be the evergreen stuff that actually goes on your site. And once it's on there, you know, it, it probably never comes off. So lots of different types of content. But the thing is, is when do you produce it? How do you produce it? And how do you put it out there? And I was surfing around on the internet, as you do a lot. I do it. I, I'm got a bit of insomnia at the moment. So I'm sort of doing this at about three o'clock in the morning. And for years, I've been trying to find an editorial calendar, something that will help me plan and schedule my content production. And I came across the Content Creators Planner. And I found Kim Doyle and Jodie Hirsch, who are the founders of this, and then uh, found kimdoyle.com, who I found was the same lady I used to listen to as the WP chick in a podcast. She talks about WordPress. So I got in touch with Kim and we had this wonderful conversation and I invited her on the show to talk about content creation, to perhaps talk a little bit about WordPress, maybe, and to give you an offer at the end of this episode for the Content Creators Planner, because I think it's just amazing. And as you know, I don't endorse anything that I'm not using myself or has been referred to me on numerous occasions. So I'm really excited about this and to share it with you, because it's something that absolutely everybody in this industry should be using. So without further ado, let's move on over to my lovely conversation with Kim Doyle. So I am so delighted to have with me today, Kim Doyle from kimdoyle.com. 
and the content creators planner of which she's co-founder with Jody Hirsch. Kim, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Heather. I am super excited to be here and talk content and vacation rentals and all the things. Oh, and you're a fellow podcaster too. It's always such an absolute pleasure to have somebody on who who knows all about the tech hiccups and and the, and the, <laughs> the little things that like what just happened. But uh, but anyway, anyway, um, let's let's just start out because I want to talk about your previous life in podcasting with WP Chick. But let's just, if I can introduce you to our audience, I wonder if you could just give us your backstory because it's really powerful and just wanted you to share that. Yeah, absolutely. I will try to do the Cliff Notes version (laughs) of this. So I've been online over 12 years now. I started my business in 2008 In 2003, I was widowed. I was 32. I had a six-year-old and a two-year-old at home and I was working in full-time retail management. So anybody who has ever worked in retail management, although I don't know if those jobs are going to be around in about 10 years, you know, it's just no quality of life. And so I've always had this bent, uh, this entrepreneurial bent and drive within me. And, you know, I'd owned a scrapbook store way back in 1998, like a physical store. I've done, I had a contract recruiting company. So a couple different things. And I just, I went to an event in 2006. It was the Wealth Expo in San Francisco. And it was all about, it was the Real Estate Wealth Expo. And here's a funny tidbit for you. The keynote speakers were Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki and uh, Donald Trump. So we'll leave that one alone. But um yeah, so a friend and I had gone to this little offshoot thing and it was talking about internet marketing and I was I was so drawn to it. I mean, I had tried MLM and to each his own. If you make it work in network marketing, have at it. It's not my cup of tea. Um, but I just, I knew there was something else I was supposed to do with my life. And, um, you know, I was also a speech major at one time in college. I spoke at my high school graduation. So the fact that I podcast, it, it all kind of came full circle. Um, yeah, so in 2008, I started and I had a little bit of a cushion and it was it was from a settlement for my husband's death. And I was just like, I'm going all in with this because I, I was all my kids had and I, and I knew I needed to be there for them. I mean, I was blessed with close family and friends and, and support, but you know, it's just freedom has sort of always been my quintessential driver and I have no problem working hard, but it's, I want to be able to control my time and and being able to see people and do things. And it's, it's, it's been such a gift, but you know, I thought I was going to be an information marketing millionaire. I was going to write eBooks and just become a millionaire overnight. Right. Oh, that's what they tell you. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they tell you for sure. And you know, the, the crazy thing is though, is that one thing led to another, I had a different ideas for an initial site. Like it was actually going to be the self-help chick, which I think that site's still up somewhere. And I had it designed because I'm kind of a self-help junkie and I read a lot and I was like, I'm going to monetize this with AdSense, Google ads. Long story short, I started dipping my toes into WordPress, fell in love with it. I already had this other chick domain. So I grabbed the WordPress chick ignorantly, right? Like ignorance is truly bliss when you just keep moving forward. And so over the last 12 years, it was like, I got into WordPress. I kind of just started sharing. I felt a little bit like an imposter because I'm not a developer. I'm not a coder. I can do a little bit of damage. And I really found my sweet spot. The first five years, I started doing websites. And I did a little bit. Like My first actual product was a DVD I shipped to people on how to do set up uh, Google Analytics and a sitemap for WordPress. Right? I did a webinar, recorded it. I used this platform called Kunaki, which still exists because you can make a DVD for like a two bucks mm-hmm. or something. It, it was just crazy, but I kept testing it. In the WordPress chick, there was something about it that was just near and dear to my heart. And it really took off when I launched my podcast in 2013. And I did it just because I wanted to have more fun. 
I really was not the person, like I always joke, I'd rather be the star than the producer, right? But I found my space within WordPress because I was sort of the everyday user's guide, right? Like I was going to just tell them how to manage and work with their site. And the podcast blew things up for me because I, I created all these amazing relationships. I mean, it's such a value add to say to somebody, it's just a give, right? Like, let me use my platform to share your message. You also feel like, oh my gosh, I'm cheating a little bit. Like I get this hour to just spend this time with this person. So I would do, you know, a solo show and um, interviews and whatnot, but everything happened. I just kept going. I really wish I could tell somebody that I had a really definitive strategy back then. I've known all the things, courses, lists, email, but there's something about experiencing it and going through it. And I'm a little bit of a slow learner, um, but I mean, I had an outsourcing company and then I just hit this point where I was like, okay, I got I need to stop this. I thought I was going to launch a SaaS product. We launched it. We shut it down. It took an, a year and a half. It was, it was just a learning experience. In the meantime, I had been, you know, had all this content marketing stuff going on. So um, fast forward to today and everything that I have done has absolutely led me to be prepared for, I feel like I've come home now that I have gone all in with content marketing. But yeah, that that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's I think it's a great story and I, you know, you you resonate with me so much. I mean, we both started podcasting in 2013. I remember I went to the Wealth Expo when it was in um, <coughs> when it was in Toronto. Oh. <laughs> and saw the same people speaking. <laughs> yeah. Small world. <laughs> and um, and what else? So something else you just said that uh, really resonated. Oh yeah, the DVDs. You know, <laughs> I remember doing that as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we evolve over time. So, here you are with content creation and and I've been on your website at kimdoyle.com uh, and something that leapt out at me and it it said your mantra is just show up. And what I just wanted you to, to explain what that actually means and how we can translate that into something that our audience, vacation rental owners and managers are going to relate to. Absolutely. So the just show up came when, because I think anybody that is doing online marketing, A, if you've not done it before, or as you're growing, you, you, you do what you think you're supposed to do and the type of content you're supposed to create and how you're supposed to present your brand. But what I started finding is things always took off for me when I just showed up and I shared where I was at. I talked about what was happening. And, you know, there's a balance online between sharing personal and private, right? And and finding a way, because if you have a community and audience to serve, right? So as an example, if I wanted to rent a, a place from somebody, like, I don't necessarily want to hear about the drama of their life. I, I could resonate maybe with some heartfelt moments. But what I'd rather hear is maybe a learning lesson they learned from buying their first property or, or their first nightmare renter or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you kind of want to get an insight into what's relative. And so the just show up because so many people, when they're starting online marketing, I feel like, you know, they buy a course or, or they hire a coach and they do these things and they just won't pull the trigger until everything's lined up. And it's like, you know, there's such a big difference between productivity and activity. And there are very specific things you can do to get results without all of the pieces in place. And the content piece, I think a lot of people think I either need to be a writer or, you know, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. And it's like, you uh, tell me about it, right? But you get so numb, you don't even hear it anymore. It's like, oh, it's just my podcast. But I, I think the just show up is you have to do the best 
with what you have where you're at today. That's it. And you put it out there and you publish it. It would be so great if the second you hit the publish button, like we were flooded with traffic. It just, I mean, maybe in 1996 that worked, but it doesn't work anymore. You know, so, and you, you find, like I get clarity through the doing. So every time I put something out there or I produce it, you learn, you know, it's like a pilot, how they, they have a, a course and they course correct based on weather patterns and whatnot. So you have to be willing to do that. You know, it's, it's kind of like with the planner. I mean, how that all came about, we never had plans for a Trello version of it, but our customers told us they wanted it. Mm-hmm. So then you, you have to be able to stay fluid to a certain extent. So show up where you're at with what you know. And, and there's, a, there's a value in that honest, transparent communication without negating your expertise or authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's interesting that you started off by, you know, by talking about how, how personal you get, because I think that's the mm-hmm. first thing that I, I often say to, to owners and managers when they start out, and certainly when they start out with a website, which is exactly what you need if you're going to book direct, folks, mm-hmm. that the first page you start with is about us. Mm-hmm. That tell it's it's not about us. We are we are a company that manages so many properties. No, it's why you started it, and you know what drives you to create amazing vacations for people. You know why you chose Costa Rica because I know that you have a friend uh, mm-hmm. who has a property, a vacation rental property in Costa Rica. You know, I would like to hear from them. Why did you choose Costa Rica? What's mm-hmm. great about it? What do you want to share? So to me, showing up is being yourself. It is. And it's, it's that vulnerable piece that people think, you know, it's kind of funny with the internet. I was thinking about this earlier that you have like one of two things, one where people keep it very generic and company-like and structured, or it's enough about me. What do you think about me? And their face is all over everywhere. And it's just about them. And it's just about them, not about who they are and how they serve, right? There's, there's a big difference. And serve, I'm using that a little bit loosely. I mean, you're serving your clients with an amazing experience and a, and a vacation property. Uh, you know, so there, there is that fine line that, you know, I, I think I just rented like my first Airbnb, which I know there's a direct booking movement. Um, but <laughs> I think I had, the first one I had done was last fall and it was when I was looking to move to Idaho and I had, I had booked it and, you know, I was looking for a place that I could bring my dogs. And then just, I felt like I kind of got to know the owner through our conversation and in dialogue. And it was like, it just, I was even that much more excited about the property and about being in a space that she had created. Like it, it so suited my needs. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that the ability to show up, it's kind of like you baby step your way into sort of vulnerability. It's like you share a little bit and you realize, oh, okay the world didn't fall down, you know, chicken little, the sky's not falling. And then you share a little bit more. And so you, you find that way, but you have to start doing it. You're not going to get comfortable doing something until you start doing it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And that, that definitely goes for all, all the content. So let's focus in on content strategy. I I know this, I, I run a vacation rental management company and we are building a new website and we're going to bung it full of content. Mm-hmm. But I know when I think about content, it's all, it's all up here. It's all in my head mm-hmm. and I need to get it out because otherwise it just stays in yeah. my head and I keep sitting down and I'll think, you know, I'll get in the shower and think about the most amazing things I can write about. And then I go sit down and think, oh, you know, it just seems to be like an enormous task. So how do we break all this down? Okay. So there's a handful of ways to go about this. And I, I feel that there are different. Now, when I refer to types of content here, I'm not necessarily talking about written audio, but like that. Okay. So the medium, I'm not talking about the medium, 
but this the story or the message or you know the actual body of the of the content so you know we always start with we have something and it's called a monthly um your monthly campaigns where you really you want to start with your business goals and please correct me if i'm wrong here heather but my assumption like if okay so let's just use the costa rica property right so my first recommendation to her would be to build an email list if people are interested in, mm-hmm. in in short-term rentals in Costa Rica, right? So that has to be the primary goal is to build that list of potential subscribers because I would assume like, obviously our planner, right? It's $39. It's a low barrier of entry to drive cold traffic to a sale. I don't know that that would happen with a vacation rental. People tend to do their homework. They want a little more research. They want to weigh their options. You know, you start looking at it a little ahead of time. So the sooner you can establish a relationship with somebody, the better off you are, right? So that you already show that there's value here. So you want to start with from content, like what is the business goal? Well, so we're going to, I'm just going to pick one, right? And and I know in the planner or not, you can have multiple examples of this, but so let's just assume the goal is to build a list of interested renters. So that would be the first goal. And then the content, it's like you want to create content that supports achieving that goal. So whether it's a blog post or a video, you know, there has to be something that provides value. And, and, and here's the thing where I was talking about the different content types. Bear with me, Heather. Mm-hmm. You've listened to some podcasts. You know I hop all over the place. <laughs> but there are there's search engine optimization, SEO type of content where you have relative keywords. And that gets pretty kind of techy and whatnot. But that's something I feel that people graduate to. It's a little bit easier to start by sharing stories. It, it really is. So, you know, my guess is that anybody that's had a rental property has two to five stories that stand out. I would start simply by by getting those stories published, whether it's a video, podcast, or written, you know, but you want to do it in a way that paints a picture for somebody listening. I mean, that's where I would start. If you're not publishing content, Start by sharing stories. I mean, that is it. You know, it's like Gary Vee's old, old document, don't create. Well, this is stuff that's happened in the past. And you, I really believe it's sort of that, you know, an object in motion stays in motion. You got to get that wheel going. But from that piece, then you have to ensure you have that call to action, right? Which the next step would be to put an opt-in within that piece of content that says, wouldn't you, you know, wouldn't you love this type of vacation, whatever. And there, there's... We could go sideways with all of that as well, but you can have one type of call to action on your site. You can have, you know, really individuals, whether it's a, for, so in, in, in the example of Costa Rica, it could be top 10 things you want to look for when picking a property in Costa Rica, right? Something to that effect. It can be simple. And one little side note I'll say too, with an opt-in or a lead magnet, if you're going to do something as simple as a cheat sheet, and I'm, I'm not negating the value there, but uh, a cheat sheet or a checklist or a top 10, whatever, my recommendation is to then record an audio version of that, right? When I was still the WordPress chick, I had, God, what was it? Uh, now I don't remember, but it was your one-page word, uh, marketing plan for your WordPress site or something to that effect. And so then I talked through it. And I obviously have been podcasting for a while, but it, it's... I was able to share a little bit more insight and story. And then if people resonate by listening to me for 20 to 25 minutes, they're going to stick around. Like we've established that relationship, right? Like I always felt that audio is almost more intimate than video because if someone's willing to like put me in their ears and take me, (laughs) you know, on a drive or shopping or running or something that, that, I mean, it's, it's a bigger investment in a way. So, but let people get to know you a little bit. So with, with this whole thought of, 
content ideas and how do I get them out of my head and how do I create their strategy? You know, go back. I always consider myself like who I was a few years ago is my ideal mm-hmm. customer, my ideal client, whatever, you know, and I tend to focus more on the psychographic side of somebody versus the demographic. So meaning for whether it's Kim Doyle or the planner brand, I want people who take responsibility, have a pretty optimistic outlook on life, look at stuff as an adventure, a little bit of a challenge and want to show up, right? That, so I look at that piece of it. So if I had the property in Costa Rica, I would want people who want to experience the culture. I would want to have people who appreciate, you know, the, the Pure Vita, Pure Vita lifestyle or whatever it is. So all of those things that make Costa Rica special to me is who I'd want to be attracting to my property. And I know that sounds really esoteric, but it makes it a lot easier when you're creating content. I'm going to shut up. So if you have any questions, because I'm <laughs> rambling now. Well, it was, it was interesting. You say that again, you know, we seem to be on the <laughs> sa- right on the same wavelength. Cause I just came off a call where we spent a whole hour talking about personas and avatars and, mm-hmm. and creating that persona for your property and then writing directly to that person. Forget all the other people you're writing to that person who is mm-hmm. this age, this gender, this uh, educational background, this income level, how many kids they have, and you're writing directly to them. And that does make it so much easier. Um, in your content creators planner, which I love, by the way, and I am, um, this, this is actually making me do the work because it's good. It's, oh gosh, Kim, you, you should see me not do the work. <laughs> uh, we've all been there, you know, and the shoemaker's children has no shoes sometimes. So uh, I, yes. I so understand it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can, I can create every different excuse under the sun. You know, my house is so clean. My cupboards are clean. <laughs> I'm going to go clear. I have a friend who cooks and bakes and she's like, I made this and I made this and I made that. And I'm all, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I found myself the other day saying, Oh, I'm, I will sit down and do this content. And then ended up, I've just got to clear out the junk drawer. Cause when I went to look for something, it was a real mess. So so we all do this. So let's go back to Costa Rica Mm -hmm. and you're speaking to your friend there and you're saying, okay, this is how you're going to start setting up your content strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to set some content goals and objectives. How would you describe what a content goal is? So to me, a content goal would be like something measurable, right? Mm -hmm. So I I think that, and and I want to preface this with, you know, you can always pour the gas on these objectives by putting money behind it, right? So content is, it, it pays off that, right? And so, but setting the objectives, you need something measurable. So as an example for like, we were talking about the Costa Rica example. So maybe something great would be like a hidden gem or a restaurant or, you know, maybe a, a local excursion, like, and you tell the story of that excursion. So, I mean, and, and my guess is you, you know, for her, I mean, she's actually stuck there during the pandemic, but, you know, is to, to have a conversation with somebody. So let's, let's just make up an excursion, like a, maybe it's a surfing class or something, right? Or let's say it's Ziplining or ziplining, you know, okay. you, that you can't go to Costa Rica and not zipline. I mean, even me, who's exactly of heights did that. <laughs> so, but you would want to come at it from the perspective of somebody getting to feel like they, like they're a little bit more immersed in it. Right. So in this example, it'd be like why you should choose this company for mm-hmm. ziplining over blah, 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 or whatever, something to that effect and, and tell a story 
who owns it, what they're about, when is the best time to go to Costa Rica, or when, when can you get in there and maybe you can get, a, you know, an extra deal or an extra couple runs on the zipline or whatever. Um, and, and, or maybe you say, and then at the end of that, you know, here's a restaurant to go to. And so you can kind of package together, but tell the story, get somebody excited because your property is close to here and, and you know, the driver where to connect to the, pick up the bus or whatever those things are. So you're telling the story, but you want to paint it in a way that there is this super, um, excited, they, they start picturing themselves or right? that's kind of that, the hero's journey a little bit, but the conversion piece of that still at this point, my guess would be to capture the name and email, mm-hmm. you know, and because if they're already on your email list, they're going to read it and enjoy it. You could, and then you can still in a follow-up sequence even. So you get the name in the email and you give them the, the lead magnet, and then you can add a couple little tidbits. You know, you were looking at the zip lining excursions, you know, that there's a restaurant two blocks around the corner afterwards, whatever, but each of those things, and you can have a call to action, to, to let them book. And here's a link to book your zip lining when you, when you hmm. show up to my property kind of thing. And those automation pieces, like all of that is content as well. I think a lot of people don't think about email marketing as content. And so it, it is, I've published so many story style emails as a blog post on, on my site, because I'm like, this is a good piece of content, but it's that relationship piece. So the objective, like you always want to have a call to action. And I can guarantee you that if you're afraid you're asking too much, you're not, right? Like Neil Patel will put in 14 or 15, like a pop-up and a sidebar opt-in and, and six, six or seven in the middle of it. So, you know, asking somebody two or three times for their name and email because you've written a valuable piece of content, you've painted a picture, you've told a story about why your property is exactly where they want to be. So setting a goal should be, okay, A, what am I doing to drive traffic to the content because the best content will do you nothing if nobody sees it. Mm-hmm. And B, what kind of conversion rate do I want to get? So you there there's an element to setting like a tangible, very specific, I want 30 new subscribers from this blog post this month, or I want a 5% conversion rate, which is probably more tangible mm-hmm. in the sense that you have to test which traffic strategies are converting better. So, you know, like I said, this is the long game, but what happens when you start doing this and you set those goals and objectives and you go, all right, we got a 3%. What if I change the headline? Could I get a 4%? <laughs> what if that's, and it gets a little bit like Ninja and it's crazy, but you know, we set that up with the planner. We have follow-up sequences and an abandoned cart sequence and we got them all up quick when we launched companies only what, you know, a year and a half old. And then we redid it and we're seeing, I mean, cause we'll, we'll gain 2,500 to $4,000 in, in additional sales all through automations, mm-hmm. right? But that's also because we, where we were talking um, a little bit earlier about sort of that brand story and the messaging and knowing who you serve, what you stand for, you know, you don't have to reinvent that stuff. You have to just find new ways to share that message, which is what content is. And, you know, somebody may not be interested in it. So another thing I would look for in Costa Rica, because I'm going to be renting her house, <laughs> is where is the local spa? Like, I want to get a massage while I'm there. So please tell me that I can get to a, a spa quickly or something, you know, so you can then pick and choose the different types of experiences that, that, you know, maybe some of your renters have had and tell those stories about the family trip, the romantic, the honeymoon, you know, the solo writers retreat, whatever it is, you get to paint that picture and you want to make sure that your, that your, you know, your reader, your customer subscriber 
sees themselves in that story. That was a really long answer to goals. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, that was that was great. I mean, you, you, you're talking Costa Rica, and all I'm thinking about is toucans and howler monkeys. <laughs> you know, it's fun. So she'll share videos. Like there was one, um, literally a, a week or two ago, where there were they put out fruit for iguanas, and the second iguana was huge. I was like. Oh my God. Well, to, like I would do a blog post about that, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, you know, have breakfast with the locals and, and have some fun with it. And you do that. And to know like there, I mean, she's got some really neat photos of the monkeys or, um, and there's so much nature in mm-hmm. Costa Rica. There's a lot of different ways to in- interpret that. Yeah, that leads me to a, to, the, to another question then. So you, you mentioned um, blog posts, but what other mm-hmm. types of content set? can support the overall goal. So I'm assuming that you've got your goal, you know, whether it's conversion or whether it's um, um, adding new subscribers, mm-hmm. but you don't, it just doesn't have to be just a piece of content for the website. Absolutely not. No, you know, so, and, and how we've, we created this term primary content, because there's also something called cornerstone content. And I'm getting a little bit more search engine E here. The primary content is like the main piece of content you create that you can then create micro content, which is just, you know, repurposed little snippets in essence. So obviously video, audio, you know, photos, I, I, I would assume like, it's so funny when I was looking to move, I was always surprised how there were minimal photos with different houses sometimes to, to rent in Idaho. And I'm like, how on earth are you going to rent this without better photos or more photos, right? So I would assume in the rental market, you know, visuals are going to be key. So those, I, I would really go all in with, photos and video, ideally, um, and creating those little snippets of stuff you can do. I mean, I don't want to go totally sideways here, Heather, but I mean, audio snippets over a photo. So it's like an animated wave file. So it mm-hmm. plays like a video, right? Of, of check out this restaurant. Oh my God, we had the best margaritas here last night, right? Something to that effect. I mean, and bear with me with the copy off the fly here, but by being able to show people are it's so much easier for people to picture themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, as we're, we're all stuck in our houses still, it's like, oh my God, what I wouldn't give to be on a beach right now. <laughs> you know, so you want it, you really want to be able to paint that picture. So the other types of content, and here's, here's my best recommendation because it all works. It all works. I would pick the medium that you're going to be the most consistent with. Mm-hmm. I have fallen in love with writing slowly over time. I was never a bad writer, but it was when I started doing my podcasts, when I record a solo show, I write it out first because of the way I talk. I don't want to be super, super all over the place. And, and so I needed a guideline for myself. I don't read it, but I wanted that structure and a plan for it, right? So it's through that process for myself, obviously I'm a content marketer, but I wanted to sort of fall in love with the mastery of the craft in essence. And so there has to be an element that you, you have to pick that thing that, that brings you joy because Mm -hmm. it'll come across and how you share it, how you express it, you know, just, and, and be, don't worry about copy or headlines or any of that yet. Be, be genuine in, in your love for it. I mean, my friend loves Costa Rica. She loves the people. She loves the culture. There's, I mean, she just, it's really a happy place for her. And, and it comes through when she shares little snippets of it. Right. So that's what you want to do. I, I have, I have a friend who um, has a properties on uh, Sanibel Island, which mm-hmm. is down in Florida. 
and it's the the island or, or the the area is known for shelling for seashells. So people that go oh, there yeah. go there because they love shelling. They're going to come away with bags and bags of seashells to take home and make jewelry and make jewelry boxes and all those things that you do with seashells. So she has these little snippets on her Facebook page of little video snippets of picking up the perfect seashell because that is what her guests are going to do. So mm-hmm. on for, for for ourselves, all our properties are on water. We're as I said, we're all on lakefront. <laughs> They're all uh. lakefront properties, but people want to kayak they want to canoe they want to paddleboard their kids want to fish so we 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 are out there getting those images we know what our people want to do so you collect mm-hmm. the stuff that's going to attract them i mean i love the idea of just little little video and i think people forget when they think about blog posts it's just mm-hmm. writing 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 with a few few photos but to add in those videos i think is is just so amazing it is you know and the funny so as you're telling that about the seashells and whatnot you know those stories that that paint those experiences i think people also think of this is where my other hashtag everything is content came from because it doesn't have to be this you know really in-depth tutorial or instructional or heavy keyword piece of content i i look at it i have this thing i call my core content strategy or core content values. And it's like, I want people to feel better for having engaged with my content, whether they learned something, they were entertained or it resonated with them. Right. Like, so I've shared personal stuff under my personal brand much more, but you know, it's, it's coming from a place always when I'm on the other side of something that's a little bit hard, maybe I want them. I use a lot of self-deprecating humor. And so here's an example. I sent out an email one time that I then converted to a blog post and that the subject line was, I literally fell down the stairs because <laughs> I was getting ready to take my dogs for a walk. And I pick up my phone as I'm walking down the stairs to pick the podcast I'm going to listen to. And I'm not paying attention to where I'm walking, right? And so it, it was one of those slow motion. And I'm, I'm narrating. I'm sharing this whole story of this is not going to end well. <laughs> you know, in my head, I'm thinking this. I was okay. I hurt my ankle a little bit, but I was more angry that I broke my sunglasses. And, but I, I then kind of paralleled that and said, how many times are we not looking at uh-huh. what's right in front of us in business? Right. And first of all, I had all these people who are like, are you okay? Oh my God. And then my friend who knows me was like, that was hysterical. I could hear you in my head, <laughs> you know? And so I was okay. I, I shared a funny story and, and I don't even remember what the link was to be honest with you, Heather. It was just a simple story style email with a link, but my guess is that with your properties, you have enough of your own experiences that you can share stories, right? And then I'll tell you the other thing that is surprising, it kind of goes along with like Google reviews, right? That could be a follow-up sequence of we'd love to hear your story. What was your favorite moment? People like to talk about themselves. So if you have a great story or experience that someone has shared with you from renting your property, tell that story. And you just ask, can I use your name you know, and who, what if they have a business? You can link to them. You just, you never know what it is. So, um, but being able to get even that user generated content where they're helping you paint a picture. And what happens is it's like compound interest. It mm-hmm. just starts working and, and one thing leads to another and then you get another idea and, but you have to, you have to do some work. <laughs> I, I, you know, that is the important thing that as, as people are moving from being an Airbnb, 
and being mm-hmm. described as an Airbnb or just being like Expedia, VRBO, HomeAway, to moving towards a book direct model, which means you haven't got the power of that big listing site like Airbnb that's been doing mm-hmm. all the work for you. They've be, they've, you've got that massive marketing budget. They've been out there finding people f- to come and stay at your place. Now you've decided to go and book direct. You've got to do the work. And that is the You have thing. to do the work. And what I would do personally, like I would leverage the bucket out of what's going on right now in the sense that, you know, Airbnb let you down. We won't. And, and I know that might be clickbaity or whatever, and maybe not quite so hard to, harsh to that. Degree. Like I was supposed to be in London in May. A friend and I had an Airbnb. We got our money back. It wasn't that, you know, but you could very easily, I would not hesitate to use Airbnb in the headline. And then I would, I would connect with the reader, listener, viewer by saying, you know, these are crazy times. And, and I understand how disappointing you must be that that didn't work out. But as a vacation owner, you know, as a, as a short-term property rental owner, we're still here for you, you know, and this is why we're shifting away from the Airbnb model is that we can keep those relationships and make your vacation happen when you want. So you don't have to worry about a large corporate entity or whatever that is. Like I would really, I would connect with potential, you know, renters from that place. And I would absolutely use Airbnb in the headline. Yeah. I think that's, that is a a great idea. So we've got, the content goals, the objectives, um, decided on different types of content. You, you talked about micro content and that's the little snippets perhaps of, of videos, a little bit of audio. Now you want to create this, this campaign and map out the strategy of, of how this all fits in together. So this mm-hmm. is where the content creators planner comes in. It is. And we've had a couple people ask us like, well, I don't get what's a campaign and, and there's funnels and stuff. So I look at a campaign as something that is much more, I don't want to say extensive, but it's a little bit longer term. So, you know, a funnel is more of a, it's a set of, of pages and there's an objective to it. Right. But the campaign, so as an example, maybe we're going into summer here or we have no idea when the world's going to unlock or what that looks like. So I would start, I would probably prepare a campaign and build content around it based on, you know, what does the future of travel look like or, or being able to book when, when you can start booking, you know? And so the goal of that is to really start building that relationship and easing people's minds. And I get it. Like people might be listening to this saying, well, that's great, Kim, but I don't know when I mean, this is going to happen, but to be able to address it and be con- conscious of it. I mean, we're living in a very, in the United States, a very tumultuous time. And there has to be a balance between, you know, talking about the elephant in the room at the same time, being respectful of the fact that people are coming to your website to talk about a vacation. Like they don't want to read your personal views on everything. Right. Um, but you can start talking. So as an example, the campaign piece of it, this is a longer term, same thing as the original piece of content and that what is the objective? So a campaign to me would be, okay, like let's, how do we, let's just assume, and you don't know, but let's hope there isn't a second wave with what's going on. Or maybe you start saying, I'm going to start gearing all my campaigns for the remainder of the year to kick off 2021, mm-hmm. right? Set that objective for yourself. And then I would, I would just back into it. So the goal between now and then I would be shooting for, how can I get 10,000 email subscribers? 
who are potential customers for me in 2021. That doesn't mean you don't make an offer. That doesn't mean when things shift, right? But it's it's creating that foundation of of things that are always working for you in the background. And so like where we were talking, as an example, part of a campaign, you've got this email objective. So let's say it's to, to, to grow this email list. I want to get 10,000 people who are interested in renting my property in Costa Rica. Then I, I would literally come up with a really high quality lead magnet or an offer. I would put that within every single blog post. Like everything I would be doing would be to be building that. And so then you look at, what are the upcoming months? So when I look at the monthly campaigns, it's more of the broader picture as opposed to what day and what time am I posting mm-hmm. individual pieces of content. So here's a, here's a couple things you might want to think about doing too. So I don't know if you've ever run a giveaway, Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we ran a giveaway our the Black Friday before we even launched the planner. We had been talking about it. We got 500 email subscribers. What would that look like if we ran a different type of a, a campaign to get people onto the email list, to give it away? And, and our end up, the prize pack, the way we presented it all was an annual subscription to the planner. Here is a hoodie with our name on it. Here's a three content books. Here's an Amazon Echo. Our cost though was like 150 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So is $150 worth 500 plus email subscribers? Absolutely. So you want to look at what you're promoting in addition to the content you're creating, I think is the best way to look at what a campaign is and then the different channels you're using. So let's just look at July. Let's say for July, our goal is to, again, get X amount of email subscribers. And maybe what you you want to do with that is I want to reserve five bookings from the new email subscribers. What does that look like? That's going to happen in the follow-up sequence and your communication after you capture that name and email. So on your monthly calendar, I would look at, am I promoting the lead magnet? You know, a lot of people will do that and they put it in their stuff, but they forget to promote. (laughs) Like they, or they forget to say, Hey, by the way, I've got this great free resource, you know, or they just, I mean, those are quick little videos you can do too. Like, let's say you had a checklist of the 10 things you need to know about vacation rentals in Costa Rica. And you can take each of those 10 things and do a quick little video, a quick little video. By the way, you guys, if you want the rest of my guide there, and it can be this casual, right? So the campaign is more of the, the broader marketing activity that is supporting your content. Does yeah, that make sense? That makes huge amounts of sense. You mentioned lead, okay. you mentioned lead magnets. I've talked about lead magnets on, on the podcast before and the different things that, that you can do that make, you know, creates value for, mm-hmm. for the audience. It's got to be valuable now for people to give up their email address. They don't do it easily. And no, they don't. And you know, it's interesting. I would think too, with vacation rentals, you know, uh, like again, looking at Costa Rica, I mean, I've been joking around, like I've been in Idaho, what, like two months. I'm like, maybe I want to live in another country next year. I don't know. So if, if I had somebody that had a property say like my friend in Costa Rica, like what if I wanted to live there? I would love to hear what's happening like mm-hmm. a couple times a month. So you could actually do a quality newsletter that's not just you and your content, but it's like, hey, here's what's happening in the area. Here's the restaurants that are reopening. Here's the excursions that are open. Unfortunately, this business closed. So it's, you know, newsletters are kind of making a comeback. I had done a, a written post on um, on the content creators planner, and it was the return of the newsletter. Do you um, subscribe or read Anne Hanley? I subscribe to her, whether I've read it or not is 
Okay. Yeah, but I know, I know Anne. She, yeah. Yes. I'm- well, she has a, a fortnightly, I think she calls it uh, newsletter. I have another newsletter that I read, um, you know, and, and they're great ways to look at sort of aggregating content. So it, it's, mm-hmm. again, it's a value add. Um, I don't remember what your question was now, Heather. I got super sideways oh, we there. Talk- well, it wasn't, you know, we're talking sort of a bit about lead magnets and the fact yes. that, uh, how, how, um, that they've got to have value attached to them. Yeah. And I think anytime you can get somebody to connect with you a little bit more on a personal level, do it. I mean, have some fun. People who listen to me hear me when they read me now, mm-hmm. right? So people who listen to podcasts, they know my voice and all of that kind of stuff. So you want to have that relationship. You know, I spoke at an event last summer and I, I, everything in my life, in my business that has done well is stemmed from relationships. Mm-hmm. Subscribers, you know, partner, potential partnerships, whatever it is. So the sooner you can create uh, a trusted relationship with that email subscriber, the sooner they're going to want to book with you. And so important now because relationships, you know, you, mm-hmm. you can't get out and hug people and oh. even shake hands. Somebody came to my door yesterday and I, you know, somebody that wanted to do some work for me and I wanted to shake the hand and I can't. And so we, we've got to get the relationships. Everybody's out looking for some warmth in relationships, however we can get it. So it is, and we're going to be on the other side of this at some point, Mm -hmm. right? Like we don't know what that looks like, but we're going to be on the side of it, on the other side of it. We are hardwired for connection and, 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 and touch and, and relationships and friendships. And so, you know, if you can weather this very strange time, like you can do that sort of hockey stick growth, right? When, people are able to start booking again, be that sort of leading voice in yeah. your space. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, our time's coming up. I know, you know, what it's okay. like. you know, what it's like you get in this great conversation. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, we're going to have to draw this one to an end, but I want you to tell us about the content creators planner and yeah, so, how our uh, listeners can get hold of it. Okay. I don't know if this, I'm showing a picture of it. This is a content creators planner. Uh, you can go to contentcreatorsplanner.com. There's a shop on there. We have a PDF a physical planner that we do ship. Uh, you know, it, it's funny, like if you buy it through the store, somebody um, in the Philippines wanted it. So we had to send her a PayPal invoice. Otherwise it's very involved when you have to go in and set up different shipping classes for different parts of the country, but Canada, Australia, UK, US, we ship all over the place. If you're outside of those countries, just email us. We'll, we'll figure some out. Um, we've got a Trello version and that is something that was created because our customers asked for it. And so this is where maybe you've got a team and you want to collaborate and assign, right? So that's the beauty of the Trello board. We have a masterclass. Um, we sell bundles and, you know, so, and, and we've got other products planned, but honestly, it's more about how do we serve who we have and, and who can we help craft their content with? I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, honestly, Heather, like never in a million years would I've picked this market, right? This, <laughs> this niche and so we're, we're looking at how can we serve verticals? Like how can we create content specifically for vacation rental owners? How can we create content specifically for realtors and stuff? You know, so that's content creators planner. Um, you know, we obviously create content. There's a Facebook group, content creators. I, I'm, I'm easy to find online. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been using it. I was just starting to use it and I, I bought the PDF version and it was fantastic. And I'm still using paper but I'm trying mm-hmm. to get away from the paper and I've, I've, you know, using my iPad now and an Apple pencil downloaded the PDF and I can use that, which is, yep. 
which is great. But then I fell in love with the Trello version as well. Not that I use Trello, but I'm thinking I'm really going to get into using Trello because I, I'm, I'm very visual to actually see it on a screen mm -hmm. in the boards was great. Started listening to your um, video tutorials. And oh, good. <laughs> yeah, those, those are just great for, for somebody. I mean, Thank if, you. Somebody perhaps who, who knows what Trello is all about, then that's probably unnecessary. But for me, you know, I want to work through it and learn at the same time. So, you know, kudos to, to you and, and Jody for this, because I, I think I said at the beginning, I've been looking for a product or sort of editorial calendar, whatever you want to call it for such a long time. And you know, guys listening to me, <laughs> listening to Kim, you know that I do not endorse anything that I haven't used or it's been referred to me because I have been bitten before by doing that. Well, I just decided now, you know, we created the planner, like it solved the problem I was having. I was frustrated. I always found myself going to pen and paper to map stuff out. And so I think there's a way that you can even as a short-term rental owner, look at problem and solution, right? Mm -hmm. What is the problem? Somebody needs to, they need a vacation. They, they want to experience X, right? My place is the solution. And so if you always approach it from problem solution, you know, there's always going to be ways to tweak it and test it, but it's pretty easy. It removes a lot of the friction of what to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, abs absolutely. And and that that's what I'm finding. It's just making it more structured. It's it's just it just brings structure. So guys, the link to the content creators planner is going to be at the on on the show notes. So you can go there and download that. Uh Kim, you said we could do a giveaway. Absolutely. So what are we giving away? Well, how about I'll give away, I don't know, how about three different planners if you want to pick three winners. I don't know how you do that. If they want to leave a comment, leave you a review, whatever you decide, but we will donate three planners to be one person or it could be three. Your call. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I will have a think about how we're going to choose those three and I'll put that in the outro here. Uh, cause I've got to have a think about it first, but that's lovely. <laughs> Very generous. Thank you so much. So go to the show notes and leave us, yes, it's going to be, leave us a comment on how much you need this. <laughs> Let us know <laughs> how much you need this. And, uh, and I'll do a draw, in fact, from, from, from the comments. And, uh, and we will there select a couple of winners. So that would be, that's absolutely perfect. Kim, you've been absolutely amazing. And thank you so well, much. thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining me. It's been, it's been a blast. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you, Heather. Well, you know that I do get excited about things occasionally. <laughs> I was excited. I am excited about the Content Creators Planner. One of the reasons this is it's extremely inexpensive. $39 and postage, I guess, unless you want the PDF version. And then, uh, you know, you can pay a little bit extra and you get the, all the tutorials as well. It's just so worthwhile. Once you've got this thing, what it's going to do is just structure your way of working and get you motivated to get that content out. And as you know, you cannot book direct, do a book direct strategy without a ton of content. 
I'm going to be working on a lot more content of my own for you. So that's going to be coming out over the next few months to help you with this book direct strategy and get you free from the OTAs. does not mean you don't have to advertise on Airbnb or Expedia or VRBO or Booking.com or wherever you, your, or what your favorite platform is, but it helps you get your eggs out of one basket and start spreading them around. You need to distribute your marketing, just have this wider distribution so that you've got so many more opportunities for people to come into you. And like Kim said, you know, just grow that email list because once you've got the email list of people that are interested in your location, you know, she's talking about Costa Rica, but it could be Florida. It could be the Outer Banks. It could be Colorado. It could be Seattle. It could be anywhere. Wherever your location is, people are interested in it. You know it. You're the one that's going to share your love, your passion, and your knowledge of it. And that's what content creation is all about. And as Kim said, just show up. So that's it for this week, folks. Don't forget to go to the comments and to leave a comment, you know, talk about whether you enjoyed it or what what your takeaways were. I really don't mind what you say as long as it's something nice. And then I will do a draw from those comments. And we have up to three content creators, planners, the physical ones that will be sent to you. If I only have one person comment, then you'll get three of them. How's that? You know, because you you need, you know, the physical, the physical version is probably going to last you, I think three months. I don't know. Kim, Kim might, um, might correct me, but I think probably you'd need four a year. If you're using the PDF version, you could probably use it over and over again, but then have, you know, have a look, go to content creator planet creators, planner.com and check out all the different versions. So, you know, if you're a Trello user, you might just find the Trello version is the one for you. Okay. That's it. Enough of me talking as always loved being with you and uh, you know I'll be back next week it's been a pleasure as ever being with you if there's anything you'd like to comment on then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com we'd love to hear from you and I look forward to being with you again next week <laughs>